The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Great ideas and great family recipes. Let's be honest. They're a dime a dozen. Everybody's got their grandmother's special recipe for fill in the blank. How do you take that from everybody raves about my cake, my bread, my whatever it is, and get that into the stores? People say, you should bottle that and sell it. Great idea. But how do you get that done? Well, our guest today is here to try to help you with that. And good morning. Welcome. I'm Mary McKenna in for Kelly Scanlon on Smart Companies KC. We're going to find out all about local source marketing from the CEO and president of the company, Leslie Graham. Leslie has been in the food business pretty much all of her adult life, working with companies like Tyson, ConAgra, Sara Lee. And now she is specializing in representing locally made and or grown specialty foods. A rare commodity these days is few people are focusing on representing this sector where the goal is getting these hometown products into the relevant distribution channels and retail or restaurant locations. We're going to find out all about it today. Good morning and welcome. Thanks, Mary, for having me. All right. Local source marketing. What is it? Basically, um, the company was started uh, to go out and help local farmers and locally produced products here in Kansas City support the community to, um, to bring them to market. Um, we were finding that as I went out and talked to a lot of people, they were being introduced products, whether it be a retailer or a restaurant. And uh, when the farmer or lo- you know, locally produced farmer, we all have uh, um, family recipes that everybody wants to get into the market. They didn't have the proper resources or the networking tools to get out there. So that's kind of what I do, um, trying to take them from step A to the next level. And that's become huge. But even to get your product into the local store isn't an easy thing to do. And I think people think they can just make something in their kitchen and take it over to the local supermarket and they'll sell it. Doesn't work quite like that. No. Um, And a lot of times in some of the individual stores, they can go out and they can do that um, on their own. But what we find is they don't have the pricing strategy. Um, And and a lot of times when they do get bigger, they end up um, go out and having like 50 clients that are customers that they're calling on and selling to. And they're delivering this product in their car. So therefore, once they reach, you know, 30 to 50 accounts, it's that they spend a day or two just delivering product. So it's my goal to try to get them down to a distribution point. Um, and then things get a little trickier. And then you have to get in with some certifications and, and certain things like that. So how did you start your business? Well, um, it's kind of, uh, it was very kind of a not really a, a purpose plan. I always wanted to do something in the local area, but I was having lunch with a girlfriend of mine who works for Ball's Food Stores, um, Hen House mainly, and she had mentioned to me that, you know, they do a lot with the community and a lot with local source products, and they're always looking for local, you know, they want to support the community. They're family-owned. Um, they've been in business 92 years, so that's really their focus. 
Um, and we're telling me that there's a lot of people that come to them with products, but they don't have the proper, like I said in the beginning, they don't have the proper resources or packaging, or they really don't know how to get the product out there. Um, and they don't have time to really help them, guide them along. So with that said, at the end of the lunch, she said, you know, we really need someone that can be the liaison between these people, have the time to work with them, and walk them through the steps that they need to do to get you know, to us. Um, so within a week, my company was developed. And within two weeks, I had my first client. And the rest is kind of history. There's um, a great need, isn't there? Yeah, there is a great need. Um, my background has really been in the food service industry, which is the restaurant side. Um, but I do have some in the, in the retail. And so we've been, I kind of do both sides of the fence. I don't think people even realize that you just, you have to have food quality packaging. You can't just put it in a, in cardboard or in plastic. There's criteria, there's things that have to be met, levels of safety mm-hmm. that have to be met, and you'll walk them through that. Give me an idea when you meet with a client, what kind of a plan, like 30, 60, 90 days, where are they going to be at? Well, usually the first 30 days I meet with them, we kind of, you know, we kind of say, hey, I'm going to work for you for 30 days. And what I do is I get their product out into, you know, I kind of sit down with them and say, what's your goals? You know, what do you want to do? You know, how much volume? A lot of this, um, Mary, is... is is the far, you know a farmer only has so many goats or so many pigs or or so much land that they can grow product on so when i see what their volume capacity is sometimes it's not you know it's not going to work for a larger retailer they might want to be in you know a lot of them say oh i want to be in qvc or i want to be in costco but they don't even have the resources to supply that account so we usually kind of analyze things like that look at their packaging and then i guarantee that i'll go out and and hit three or four segments that they are in interested in and just to get some feedback to see if there's any any opportunity and then at the end of the 30 days we sit down and and either we have a sale or we have a direction toward a sale or or we might not have anything you know I might have not found anything for them but really what they gain for that 30 days they have if they we don't have any sales and there's really no opportunity they've gained some really good market research that I've done for really a lot less than what they would have paid somebody to do a big 20 page report and it's actually real in the trenches research you know i've been out talking to customers you know and so they'll get some real good feedback and, they, and then they can decide if they want to move forward so how do people come find you? How do farmers know about local source marketing or Leslie Graham? Well, most of, most of um, my clients have come from uh, networking and from referrals. Uh, Jasper Mirabili, the owner of Jasper's Restaurant, has been very instrumental mm-hmm. in helping me. Um, I've also, you know, picked up a few, you know, I, I go to the farmer's market every week and I've been very fortunate to, uh, to uh, talk to a few people there. Um, a little, like I said, most of it's really through referrals. I mean, I, you know, we all know somebody that's making something in their basement that, oh, my grandmother made this and I would love to get it out there in the market. So, you know, I get probably five to 10 calls a day from a family member saying, oh, can you help me do this? So it's really, it's really kind of fun. And you work exclusively with food distribution, or will you work with things that are made locally that are non-perishable or (laughs) inedible, such as crafts? Currently, right now, everything I have is edible. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have, you know, I have two farmers uh, that are my two main clients, but then I also have uh, a couple of family recipes, a coffee cake, and some other things that are that are coming on board. So it's again, it's locally locally produced, locally produced and locally sourced. 
Um, in addition, I've in working with these distribution points and clients, they've actually come to me and said, hey, would you be our local source person? Would you go out and help us find this? So I might have a chef call me and say, oh, I'm really looking for this baby beet. Or, and it's not just all in produce. I'm looking for you know, a certain kind of nut or I'm looking for something special. Can you help me find it? And so I've, I've kind of be, my business has kind of evolved into a whole local source type product you know, as far as a business. So we're talking with Leslie Graham, who's the president CEO of local source marketing. We're going to find out more about her company and how she matches the product with the, the final customer in just minutes. You're listening to smart companies, KC. I'm Mary McKenna in for Kelly Scanlon, and we'll be right back. Profile America Friday, June 12th. This year's serial city festival kicks off this evening with a parade in downtown battle Creek, Michigan. But the highlight of the festival, in the city that bills itself as the cereal capital of the world, is the world's longest breakfast table. On Saturday morning, hundreds of volunteers will be serving breakfast in shifts to perhaps 70,000 people, greater than Battle Creek's population of about 52,000. The festival will continue with concerts, a foot race, and events to help supply food banks. Battle Creek is the birthplace of America's cereal industry. And six of the 41 breakfast cereal makers in the U.S. are located in Michigan. Battle Creek's Kellogg's and Post companies are prominent in the industry, which generates $11 billion worth of product annually. You can find current data on the country's economy by downloading the America's Economy mobile application at census.gov mobile. If you store your guns properly, I'll feel safer when I'm playing outside. Safer when walking home. I won't have to tell so many family members. I'm sorry. I won't hear as many scary stories. And I won't have to tell my kids. This isn't a drill. Please. Please, do it for us. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Never let your gun get into the wrong hands. Remember, always lock it up. Visit ncpc.org. Interested in growing your business? Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level, whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature. Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check them out at ithinkbigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing businesses. Visit them today at ithinkbigger.com. Welcome back to Smart Companies KC. I'm Mary McKenna in for Kelly Scanlon, and our guest is Leslie Graham with Local Source Marketing. So, Leslie, how do you help your vendors find their direction? I mean, I believe some products are more geared for the store shelf, and some are, are meant to be served at a local restaurant. That's right, and that's usually when I sit down with a client and we look at the look at the products. It's it's you know, there's obviously a lot more packaging that's involved for the retail side of the business because that's what we see when we go into the store, and it's a little bit more difficult sometimes. Because because we have to call it out. Um, you know, people want to see local. We have to kind of romance it a little, per se, in the grocery store. Um, whereas in the restaurant side of the business, you know, it just really just goes back of the house. And the way you see it out on your plate, um, again, it has to be called out on the menu. But it's 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 a different size. Like, just for an example of a, the, um, a goat cheese cheesecake that I'm selling right now, for the restaurants, we sell an 8-inch cheesecake. It weighs about 4 pounds. Um, you buy the whole cheesecake, and the restaurant will slice it into 16 slices, and 
and they, you know, chefs want to doctor things up themselves. They want to, you know, make it signature for them. Um, whereas in the retail side of the business, we do it in a jar. So it's a glass jar that it's more of a shareable, like you would pick it up or I would pick it up and you and I could sit down and have a little cheesecake together. We're not going to buy an eight inch cheesecake. You don't say. know me very well. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not going to buy one unless we're having a party or we're having, we're having somebody over. Or you just had a bad day at work. Yeah. But yes, that's true. Leslie, tell me how often you meet with clients and they really have unrealistic expectations. What do they think when they sit down with local source marketing? What do they think is going to happen? And, and I'm, I'm talking through, do they have their product capitalized? I mean, do, is there enough money to go from start to finish at the end of 90 days? And that's not necessarily your first big sell. Even or sale after ninety Correct. days is it? Um, that was probably one of my biggest um, obstacles or things that I didn't even realize in the business that I didn't realize once I took somebody on and we agreed that we were going to partner that it was going to take me upward of ninety to one hundred twenty days to actually sell their product. Um, so I've had to change my business model over the course of the last year. Um, but some of them are, are a little further along than others. I mean, I you'd be surprised. A lot of these farmers have PhDs and master's degrees, um, so they're really you know, very analytical and they've done the research. But when it comes to actually getting in the trenches and selling it, sometimes there's a piece missing there. Um, so yeah, it, it is a little difficult to work with them. Um, you know, they all, you know, come in and they want to be big, but then they're like, oh, but I, you know, I can, you know, I only want to do, I only want to work two days a week. And so I kind of have to, I really want the people that want the big picture. And, um, and that's kind of, you know, how I, how I work with them, but they, you know, it's all on pricing, um, and, you know, a lot of them come, oh, I want to be on QVC or I want to be in Costco, like I said earlier, but they just don't have the resources to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned your cheesecake. It's a it's a goat cheese it's, cheesecake. It's a goat cheese. We we call it in the world chev, which is French for, for goat. Um, but it is a goat cheese cheesecake. And she is one of only two manufacturers in the country making this. She's a grade A goat dairy farmer, Borgman's Dairy. Um, it's out in Holden, Missouri. And she... Um, you know, the reason why there's only two people making this is because you have to make the goat cheese first and then the cake. So it's a second process that a lot of farmers don't want to go through. And the only other person making it um, just won the Southern Living Award uh, for the number one dessert in the country. And it's, she doesn't even own the goats. So this is a farmstead product, uh, which means that it comes everything, you know, the milk comes from the farm, the, the feed comes from the farm, everything comes from the farm that goes into this into this product. Um, and I brought one today for you to try, so hopefully you'll try it. Um, it's, a, it's a much lighter, I'm not a big cheesecake per se fan. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not either. Um, but this is a much lighter, fluffier, um, I really can't have lactose, you can have this because it's very, it's very low, mm-hmm. um, and it's just a very light, fluffy product. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, we should we should have gotten it out during the commercial break and <laughs> launched right into it. That was my mistake. So she start to finish. It's kind of like from the cradle to the grave with the goats. Yes, she is. And she's getting more and more, um, more and more like to do things like that. Like she also makes a cajeta, which is a, um, a goat milk caramel sauce, which I know whenever I mention that everyone kind of turns their, ew. Their, ew. 
you know. They, they understand goat cheese, but they don't understand goat milk. And it really, it, 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 again, she's one of only two people in the country that make this. And it's a, it's a, um, a specialty product, uh, traditional in Mexico. And it's, it's just basically the goat milk, uh, vanilla, and, you know, they simmer it for seven, eight hours uh, in small batches. And it's, it's very similar to dulce de leche, which mm-hmm. we all know, which is made with cow's milk. But when you taste it, it's a fresher, there's no high fructose corn syrup. It's a fresher, cleaner, um, it's, it's yummy. It's just everyone needs to try it, and it's going to be in all the hen house stores starting later this week. Oh, and that probably took a little while yes, to get it that did. to happen. It did. That's awesome. It's going to be in all the hen house here in the Kansas City metro. Yeah, in the produce department. We had originally uh, started it out in kind of the specialty food area, and it really didn't get the attention it needed. Um, it's great on top of fruits. Uh, it's great on not just desserts. I love it in my coffee. Um, and we're working on some other recipes with things like that. Have you been able to work with some of the food? Because we do have, I, I believe, two or three now, food incubators or startup communities here in the Kansas City area. One down in the Crossroads District that deals with pretty much exclusively spices and condiments. So I would think the opportunities are abounding here in Kansas mm-hmm. City. You might have to be, you might have to grow a little bit too, <laughs> Leslie. Yeah, the the, um, the challenges with, you know, there's a lot of locals, local local restaurants out there and local um, stores that are bringing out farm to table. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. But the big obstacle, and and it's one that I'm trying to overcome with them, is they really like that that feel of the farmer driving up to their back door, delivering them fresh product. Um, There's one particular restaurant down in the river market. You know, he deals with 40 farmers a day or 40 different vendors a day. And he's exhausted, but he will not you know, he will not even think about letting a dis- letting us come in with distribution. So that's that's kind of what I'm I'm trying to. Not only do I have to work with the clients, I'm also have to kind of convince these restaurants that are all farm to table that hey, you know, we need to really try to get these people on the farm doing what they do best and not in their car driving around for two days delivering product. But it's hard to get them out of that because they love that. Oh, the farmer's here today at eight o'clock and he's delivering his fresh eggs or he's delivering his fresh produce. And this is isn't this all fun? But that takes a lot of time away from the production of whatever you're producing as a farmer. So you've got to be out there with the bags, the sacks, the boxes, and and then who's minding the farm while you're out doing that? Right. And that's usually the first question I ask them, you know, how, you know, they love doing that and they don't want to, you know, I want them to go bigger. And if they are really just want to keep doing that, then maybe we're not a fit. Um, also, the the really interesting thing is most of them have full-time jobs. You know, they're doing this, you know, or they'll have a, a they do have another kind of income because as we know, this is, it takes a long time to make money sometimes in this industry. And I'll ask them, so, you know, what would it take for you to quit your job? You know, how much, how many cheesecakes do you need to sell a week? And, and she's actually doing it full-time, but, so she's probably not a good example, but, um, you know, how, how many, how many do you need to sell? And it's really, they'll look and go, Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. I never put a pencil to that. And when they do, then I go, okay, we can do that. And it's really, it's really exhilarating for me to see someone. I, and I actually just had a mushroom farmer that actually just quit his job last week and now is, is doing mushrooms full time. And I've kind of feel a little proud about that. 
Our guest today, Leslie Graham with Local Source Marketing. Tell us a little bit about your potential clients. Now, there are a lot of folks out there who go out on the weekends and they're doing the farmer's market or maybe, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and that's probably as big as they're going to be. Is that not who you're looking for? Well, I wouldn't say that I'm not looking for the far, you know, it's interesting. Both of these, my two largest clients are actually at the farmer's market and the farmer's market is a good, good vehicle. Um, they love it because they really get a lot of personal interaction with people. Um, they just, they love that feel. It, it, they just love that, the whole, uh, you know, ambiance of the farmer's market. The other good, the good thing I like about the farmer's market is it does allow us to test products. Um, not that everyone's a guinea pig at the farmer's market, but if we want to come out like, you know, we have a chocolate, you know, cheesecake. And we did test the cheesecake in a jar because um, I was telling telling her, hey, you know, this eight inch cheesecake that weighs four pounds, I put it in my refrigerator and, I, you know, I can't commit to a whole slice. But every time I walk by my refrigerator, I open it up and I take a spoonful. <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, you know, I need to make women, you know, love to have just one little bite. We don't want a whole piece. And so that's how the cheesecake in a jar was kind of originated. And we're selling 80 to 100 every Saturday at the market because of that. And so it's a, it's a good place for us to test packaging and, pro, you know, we can really get some feedback from from the people that come through there. And, and those people are really looking for that type of product. Absolutely. Where in a grocery store, it's kind of like, a you know, they may go in there to look for produce that's local, but they don't really think outside of that. So it's, it's kind of an education piece. And Kansas City's really behind the eight ball they really need to we've got a long way to go (laughs) well and and we're getting there we're getting there and and pricing i'll bet you that's another big obstacle pricing is an obstacle and it's it's more of an obstacle when um they've already been in business for several years and they've been selling this product either at the market or to their friends or um you know at a special event at williams sonoma or festival because they don't they don't think you know they they put the pricing so that, you know, they're making some money. They don't want to make, you know, sometimes they're not making as much as they should, but then it's real difficult when I'm trying to go out and sell it into the distribution world and everyone needs to make their food costs. And, you know, so we have, they're at the farmer's market and then they're at, you know, either a restaurant or a grocery store and their pricing is $2 more. And so we're trying to adjust that, you know, we don't want it to look like the stores or the restaurants are taking advantage of them, but there's food costs involved and there's all obviously a risk of product because it has such a short shelf life where most of the products at the farmer's market are you know consumed that day or within the next day or they should be Mm -hmm. and if people wanted to get a hold of you leslie how would they go about doing that um the easiest way to reach me is on my cell phone which is 913-302-8602 or you can reach me at leslie at local source marketing Dot net and it's Leslie L E S L E Y. L E S L E Y at local source marketing.net. If you've got a product, a food product in particular, but if you've got a product that you want to get to market or you want to grow your market, then Leslie might be the person that you want to speak with. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Mary. And if you'd like to know more about growing your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Twitter at ithinkbigger or on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business Media. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.